listeners, and welcome to Start Somewhere uh, from Marie Claire with Sarah Vaughan. And this week, I'm so delighted to have the amazing Daniela Vega joining me, who is the Group Director of Sustainability for Selfridges Group. Welcome, Daniela. It's great to uh, be with you. How are you? Hi, Sarah. It's great to be with you too. I'm very, very well, thank you. And I just wanted to congratulate you on your extraordinary um, new look of, of, of Project Earth, which I know that we're going to cover in, in more detail. But, you know, everyone, if you haven't checked it out, you will definitely after you've heard Daniela talk about it. But it's an extraordinary initiative. And, you know, I just want to applaud, <clears throat> you know, Selfridges and Daniela before we, we get going on really being a leading light in terms of, 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 of sustainability and purpose and, and just a, a kind of wonderful beacon of, of hope and an example to us all. So on that note, Daniela, <laughs> yeah, how did you start in this extraordinary journey? Well, you know, you know t- tell us a bit about how you grew up and, and, and what your journey in life has been to get here. Well, I grew up in London um, and we moved to the the countryside to the West Country when I was in my teens and I from a really young age I I had a um, very deep connection to 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 animals and to to nature so I've always been a a keen horse rider and always had dogs and cats and um, chickens and and various animals and um, so when we moved to to Devon that um, became even more accessible to me I guess, and and I spent even more of my my time in in nature with with animals, and then I guess I I I went to um, to college and and I did um, biology and music with combination, but that led wow, me- that's an extraordinary <laughs> range of subjects, right? Biology and music. Yeah, I was interested in science, but also art as well, and and I think that's the, the kind of kind of connection. Um, that I make in in sustainability as well. It's very much this kind of intersection of art and science. Um, so um, and that that plays through really strongly into into my work uh, today. Um, but um, yeah, I studied social science at, um, at um, undergrad level, and then I went on to do a, a master's in um, in sustainability and responsibility at Ashridge um, Business School. And I, I started out my career in natural history. So in, in media, I moved straight into the, into the media and I started off um, as, a, as a researcher and then producer in natural history. Um, so I spent a good couple of years in, in the rainforests of um, Peru and, and um, Brazil. And... Um, wow. and Shooting wildlife documentaries and um and <laughs> it was it was an amazing amazing time and it was it was kind of the time before um just just as sort of satellite phones were invented but the the rainforest had no sort of coverage so it was very remote and we had uh we were a very small crew and we had lots of time on our hands to um, study the behavior of animals and and I think if if I'm thinking about kind of eureka moments I, I think that's that's probably the time when I began to see the connections 
in the world the most strongly in in the rainforests of of Peru and we were actually making a, a documentary at the time on giant river otters and um and but in terms of shooting natural history it's about telling the story of how all of the players in the system if you like parts of the system are interconnected whether that's the um, flora and fauna or whether that's the impact of, of man um, on nature and so of course it was beautiful and amazing and um, to observe this animal behavior and, and to shoot these crazy creatures in the in the rainforest but it was also um, quite um, hard hitting to to be filming you know the impacts of deforestation on the rainforest and the impacts of mining um and and overfishing as well so um so yeah so i came i came back to the uk having um worked in in south america for a couple of years and then went went into media here so i've worked at channel four and um in um program support which i guess you could say was the early version of sustainability kind of supporting ah, programs with um extra resources around all of the issues that that we covered at channel four whether that was um literacy or you know helping young people get into the media um um or issues around sort of death and dying we we, we provided kind of online or um wider support to the programs um and then i and then i moved to b sky b um and became first of all their um community investment manager and then mm-hmm. community investment and then broadened my role um to the to, to be head of responsible business at sky which was a an awesome roller coaster ride i was there for 11 years so i kind of must have <laughs> liked it a lot <laughs> yeah um, and we did some amazing things. Um, we were the first media company to go carbon neutral. Yeah. Uh, we we used our, the power of our platform to reach out to young people and um, and bring issues around whether it was um, kind of rainforest issues or deforestation, or whether it was kind of using the power of sport to engage young people. Yeah. We we used the programming to to really highlight. Um, and connect with young people around sort of socially or, or environmental issues. And then um, I moved to Selfridges about seven years ago. I, think I did five, five years at Selfridges in the UK and now my role um, to a couple of years ago expanded to the Selfridges group, which uh, we have uh, banners in the Netherlands, in Ireland and in Canada, as well as the UK. So I... I um, my remit sort of oversees all of those markets. Yeah, because I don't think people are necessarily aware. I think everyone thinks of the flagship store in Oxford Street, but actually Selfridges is a much bigger group than that, isn't it? Yeah, well, we have four stores in the UK. So we have Trafford, Birmingham, Manchester, and then our flagship um, in Oxford Street. But yeah, also um, the stores in those other four markets, which is is really interesting because we, we've got sustainability teams in, in each of those banners and, and they're all at different parts um, uh, different stages rather along their their jet sustainability journey so it's it's been it's been a great time working with those teams to to, to bring them together and look at what we can do um, together as a as a group of businesses yeah and it was it was really quite a seminal moment you're coming on board because it really marked a kind of threshold 
you know, change in, in, in kind of the approach to, to retail and fashion. So it was a very kind of like forward, I think you must have been one of the first sort of sustainability uh, people really in a, in, in, in a, you know, in a sort of department store setting. I mean, it's, you know, well, let alone a fashion setting. So, you know, was it quite lonely from that perspective, you know, when, when, you, when you first got there? Um, well, the sustainability world is extremely well connected in the UK. Uh, when I look at other markets, it, it's um, you know you can you can quite easily reach out and and and, and network, tap into to the sustainability uh, network. So I guess I've really been lucky um, that through you know the the business school that I went to, um, it connected me with a with a, a lot of very um, uh, interesting and creative people working in different um, sectors, it, all, all with sustainability at, at their core. So, um, yeah, I've always had that really, really broad and interesting network to tap into. Yeah, uh, but there yes. have been a few raised eyebrows as well. It's like, you know, what? She's done what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it was, re- it was a really interesting move. I, moving from broadcast media to retail, um, one of the reasons that I moved into retail is because... Um, um, I, I had this burning desire, uh, well, t- two reasons. One was to kind of start from scratch because I had quite a big team at Sky. And um, so I was really interested to kind of go it alone and test myself, I suppose, to see if I could do it. Um, and the second was to, I had this fascination with being near to the customer um, because you're you're quite removed in media. You, you're always kind of... Um, you know, one step away and um, you can do customer focus groups. But, um, you know, when I joined Selfridges, I I spent the first three months wandering around the store to telling everyone how amazing it was to be surrounded by (laughs) your customers. Um, Because it's, I mean, you're right there. You're right at the kind of coalface of um, of, of that sort of um, purchasing decision, which is a fascinating place to be. Yeah, and and so kind of what was your remit? I mean, you, you you walked in. I mean, you know, fashion at this point is is still generally going going along. I guess you know there've been you know some sort of you know if you like scandals within you know other people's supply chains and stuff like that. So you know, what did you you know talking to your customers? You know, what did they flag? And then what what did you kind of want to address when when mm. you when you arrived? Well, I wanted to address everything, <laughs> as, as all sustainability people do. Um, and, um, yeah, we're, I, um, we're nothing if not, like, bring it all on, people. I mean, we're very friendly and we get on very well, but it's like, yeah, we want to change everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and, um, and, it, and I kind of, I did get a very kind of hard and fast wake-up call, actually, because... Um, I, I walked into a new sector with thoughts of how I wanted to change it without uh, fully getting under the skin of how it worked. And so um, uh, my, I'm very lucky to, um, to work for a lady um, who is extremely insightful and who was extremely supportive um, uh, straight from the beginning. And, and she, so Anne Pitcher, the Selfridges Group MD, yeah. advised me to take the time 
to really get under the skin of the business. And so I started with um, trying to understand how the buying function worked, um, yeah. because to your point, of course, um, a lot of the impact of the fashion industry is is in the supply chain. And for Selfridges, certainly that's where the impact is in the products that we sell. Mm-hmm. Um, so I spent some time going out with the buyers, understanding how we the relationships with the brands that that we brought in um how how they chose the product that they chose and and what that process was like and then um following that all the way into into store and how we curate and um a a product and um and and put it together in a in a way which makes selfridges the the brand that it is yeah which which is remarkable and so inspiring. I mean, you 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 guys really really are are the kind of you know Formula One, if you like, or maybe I should say the Formula E of of of, of the the fashion retail world. And and so kind of you you've gone out with all the buyers. You've you've really looked at the impact, and and then kind of. You know, where did you actually start to, to to make a difference? What 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 did you kind of you know what what was the sort of the, the few things that you know obviously that you identified? Although you wanted to do it all, where did where did you begin? Yeah, I I suppose um, when I look back, I started in two areas really. One, so a dual focus on the op- the the operational impact of the business. So the the carbon, the the energy, waste, water. Um, and um and also the the supply chain so um my tactic i guess at the very beginning was to bring in expertise as i built up my own um in in learning about the fashion industry um so i worked on on the um on a carbon strategy with the carbon trust and um and and really worked with our property departments and our procurement departments um, and our retail operations to set targets around our our energy, our waste, and our our water. Um, and um, the best way at the time that I could think of to to do that was to to um, go through the carbon trust um, mm-hmm. standard certification. So um, they worked with us to set set targets and then ensure that we were reducing year on year. Um, and that really was when, when we were awarded with that, that was a sort of stake in the ground, I suppose, um, on our own operational footprint and, and on our supply chain. Um, we, I worked really closely with the, the buying director to, to bring in some experts to build the knowledge of the buying team. Um, and so we worked with the Centre for Sustainable Fashion at the London College of Fashion and, and Dillis Williams and Alex. The Mark. amazing Dillis Williams. The amazing <laughs> Dillis Williams. And, um, and they came in and they designed a, a programme for us, uh, which, which would focus on first of all the issues at the the macro scale um, and then really drill down into each buying category um to to upskill the buyers and it, that was amazing and i had a sneak preview of that so i you know which i can disclose here which was absolutely extraordinary and i mean literally it, you you created an app didn't you which they could have and they could take with them on their phones so they could actually check you know kind of all the right questions to ask couldn't you know like you know where did my se- where do your sequence come from or or how is this embroidered is that right that's exactly right yeah i mean we started 
um, we started off by, uh, as you say, designing the right questions. Um, and after, after we'd embedded that kind of knowledge of the right questions to ask, we then um, built on what the answers were likely to be. So, um, yeah, we, we, where we started off was kind of questions around, is, is this sustainable? And, and the responses were like, from the brands were like, yeah, it is. And, and our buyers were like, great. Um, and we moved on uh, with, with Dillis and, and, um, and Alex to, to really um, upskilling the buyers so that they would know what, what, how to follow on from that question. So they would take a, um, a material, say, say denim, for example, and ask about um, the, the, the cotton, is it organic? Um, yeah. Yes. So, okay, so what certification um, does, does it have? Uh, understanding the certification and then um, moving on to recording that certification so that we could um, track how many um, how many products are organic cotton or um, the, about the uh, finishing process in denim? Is it, is it finished uh, using less water, using different methods of, um, of finishing? So we, we really, and that, that took quite a long time. It took, I think we worked for two years um, to, uh, with, the, with the buying team to develop that deep understanding of um, of the, the questions to ask and, and the answers around the materials, but also the, um, the social conditions. So the, the compliance that we were looking for as well from, from brands. And, and that's around things like working hours, slave labor, all of that kind of stuff, which yes. you know, as it's very important. So clearly, and, 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 you know, that, you know, the fashion industry, you know, it's not, you know, in some, some, some departments is not known for its kind of ethical treatment of workers, is it? Yeah. So, so no, a huge, huge applause to do that. And then kind of moving on from that, you know, you then, you know, started to really curate this kind of in-house, didn't you? You know, like, so customers could actually kind of actually experience and actually start to shop more sustainably, didn't you? Yeah, we did. I mean, I think we've had um, we've had a, a track record of of um, activism in this area, if you like. And since two thousand and eleven, when we launched Project Ocean, so before my time, um, our chairman Alana Weston. Uh, really wanted to work with a range of partners from different sectors, so NGOs um, and uh, government and, and the political spectrum to, to bring these players together and, um, and raise awareness, I suppose, and amplify the conversation, which was at the time around overfishing in the oceans. And so um, she brought together NGOs like Greenpeace and Zoological Society of London um, around a, a conference table to to discuss those those issues and also um, to talk to the customer about what they steps that they could take so since 2011 selfridges made a commitment to never sell or serve endangered fish mm -hmm. um, and and really that's that idea has been built on with um, project ocean um, to tackle plastics in the ocean um, and of course in 2015 we we launched our focus on plastics where we were the first department store to ban the single-use water bottle yes. and 
um, and that just grew into kind of straws and um, you know wet wipes and cotton buds not being plastic in our beauty hall and it's just grown and grown every year with a with a huge um, groundswell of customer participation and, and awareness around the plastics in the ocean issue but when I think back to 2015 you know, no, no one even heard of the word single use, you know, it just wasn't a thing. And that, that, that kind of makes me reflect on how, how far we've come as, um, as a, as a society, um, and, and how aware we've, we've become around the, the issues of plastics in the ocean. Um, so yeah, so we've, so we've built on that kind of, uh, principle, I suppose, from, from our, from a, driven by our chairman and indeed our founder, you know, Harry Gordon Selfridge in um, 1904 was, was building on these ideas of, of activism and, and bringing the customer into an experience, uh, which our chairman has kind of continued um, up until, up until um, last week when we launched <laughs> Project Earth, which is um, um, really the next step in, in that, in that journey, building on building on the kind of legacy that we have, um, and it's huge. It's a transformational sustainability strategy that will not only change the way we shop, but will change our business over the next five years. Yeah, and would you like to outline a bit of? You know, it's absolutely amazing. Would you like to outline sort of the pillars of of, of, of what you put in place with Project Her? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, we um, concentrate on three areas through Project Earth, um, and they are materials, models, and mindsets. So, just to, to make it super easy for everyone to understand, um, uh, we want to, through our materials, we want to make it easier for our customers to shop responsibly because that's what they tell us that they want to do so we focused on the most environmentally impactful materials using every area of our business so from shop fits to plastic packaging to the products we sell uh, we will ensure that they're from certified sustainable sources by 2025 so by 2025, we'll only stock products that meet this, this new sourcing um, material mm-hmm. requirement. Um, and then, so that's materials. Models is around um, making our brand, if you like, moving our brand to, uh, to, be, to become synonymous with circularity. So mm-hmm. as a core part of the customer experience, we are launching resale, repair, rental and refill um, with the idea that we want to keep the product in use for longer and thereby reduce waste. Which is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very exciting. And, and then the third area, I guess, is mindsets, which, um, which, which is so exciting because it's, a, it's an area that Selfridges has played a part in for, for, a, lot, for a long time, which is to, to offer the opportunity to stage quite a brave conversation with with our entire community around the climate crisis, around the future of shopping um, and around reinventing retail. So it's this co-created journey that we want to go on with our customers, our team members and our our brand partners. Which is so exciting and so fantastic that you are really prepared to look at it in that way because I feel some in the sector are in such denial 
um, you know, still, and it, it, there's still very much in that let's sell more stuff mentality. So I love this way you're you're really kind of you know prepared to embrace and really look at what the future holds. And you know, and we've got futures where you know I'm meeting you know fashion students, you know, going through the Centre of Sustainable Fashion, you know who haven't bought anything for three years. I mean, you know, this is the time that we're living with and these are the fundamental shifts that are happening around us. So I really applaud you for doing that. And I mean, we're rapidly running out of time. I could talk to you way longer about this because it's my absolute passion. But um, Daniela, we've got everyone listening um, to us right now. And I'd really like to, 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 for you to share what really is your top tip for those listening who want to start somewhere with fashion. What can they actually do to enjoy clothes, enjoy, you know, products, but, but, but not in ones that cost the earth? Hmm. Well, um, I would say definitely come to Selfridges and check out our, our website. Um, and it's the next eight weeks of, of Project Earth and, and it's just the beginning of a conversation. But um, come along and, and just try different models of um, try the rental, try, try renting an outfit. It's, it's really fun. Um, changed my life renting outfits. I mean, I rented a, a, a red dress that I wore that I, I never would have bought a red dress and I think it, it just gives you the opportunity to um, just try things that you've you've never done before so right. so absolutely get involved in in rental or resale if that's your your passion mm-hmm. um, um, and definitely repair so if you've if you've got something that you've loved forever that that has has got real sentimental value then then bring it down to Selfridges and and, and get it repaired whether it's as simple as kind of sewing a button on or whether it's kind of intricate um uh redesign job that you want on a on a pair of trainers um just cut, come down and and think about how we um wear and buy our clothes in a in a really in a really different way um and if you if you want to buy new look out for um the project earth labeling which indicates where a product has a, a sustainable attribute. So that could be um, an organic or a, or a closed loop project product. It could be a forest friendly um, or it could be a, a more responsible leather project product. Um, look out for those um, labels and, and uh, just be um, a bit more conscious about how you buy and, 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 and thoughtful and, Buy with the thought that you will be keeping um, that product forever. Yeah, yeah, and and all of those labels are online. So if people can't make it to the store or feel nervous about you know coming in store, they they can go online and find all of that, can't they? They're all online. Yep, and you can you can kind of buy better by buying a labelled product, or you can dig down and find out exactly why it's it's better and what certification we use around the labelling. Fantastic, Daniel. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for being such an awesome guest. Take care and um, see you very soon for the next update on Project Earth. Thanks very much. Bye.